I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. 503-225-0860. Coming to you live from all over the country, all over the world, thanks to the internet. TalkStreamLive.com, of course, uh, linking to many radio stations across the country online and radio stations across the country online broadcasting this program. We thank the program directors that choose to put this show on. You should, too. Many times people call and complain to radio stations, but I think when you call and you say good things, I think it, it, it works a lot more, especially when you're talking about our show. If you miss any of the shows, you can always go to Aftermath.media and sign up today for Aftermath.media. Give the gift of Ground Zero. You can just go and get you and your friends to sign up, go in on it together, and that way you'll be able to go in our library and hang out, meet people that can uh, basically uh, chat and talk in our uh, social media. A lot of great stuff going on at Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Sign up today. It helps the show, and certainly it's going to help you so you can get a better idea of what's really going on in the news, what's going on in the world. 80-year anniversary of Pearl Harbor today. 80th anniversary. Um, you know, I don't normally talk about Pearl Harbor, but I uh, I was reading about Pearl Harbor last night because I, I was wondering if there was anything that was going on that I could, you know, find a historical parallel. And, you know... Besides the fact that this day, FDR said, we live in infamy. Over the 80-year period, we respect the veterans who fought. We respect those who gave their lives and those who fought in World War II. But history itself has not been too kind to President Roosevelt and their historical overviews that, in hindsight, teach us about how wars start and how wars takes, takes a toll on people. The attack on Pearl Harbor, a lot of people have chimed in, a lot of historians have chimed in saying that the Pearl Harbor attack was a false flag with the intention to rally the American public to engage in the war. We were isolationists at the time. Of course, Germany was out of control, and we needed a reason to go fight Hitler. So looking back on history, knowing this mechanism has been used for centuries, it's easy to trace these false flag prods that have realign public thinking in action to wartime participation and allegiance. Wars are used to gather up or at least to stir up patriotism and uh, and the way it's handled, the way it's reported, what is said, the propaganda. And so um, after I read, brushed up on my history of Pearl Harbor, brushed up on my history of FDR, I woke up this morning, got myself a cup of coffee. I, I toiled through all of the Pearl Harbor remembrances and found something interesting that I, I wanted to share with you. And I think, you know, it's always nice to go back in history and, and try to relate history with what's going on now because as Mark Twain has said many times, history rhymes. I don't know if it repeats itself, but it rhymes a lot. So being a history nut, I was reading through war. It was called War Press from 1942. Uh, it was basically historic overviews of how people were not surprised by the war and how they had to cope a year into it. Uh, the fact that anyone in the know or diligently seeking out the facts could see, basically a rough outline, the danger of both World War One or World War II uh, was was kind of revealed years ahead. They The, the people knew uh, 
you know, if, if you want to talk about revelation of the method, if you want to talk about predictive programming, uh, the people kind of had an inkling. They, the paranoia was at its peak. I mean, there was all kinds of crazy. I mean, you saw, you heard of the War of the Worlds, right, with uh, Orson Welles. People were already terrified in the 1930s, worried that something was going to happen to them. Um, and they could also see, if not more, the the, the idea that, um, you know, FDR was kind of pushing for this new deal, um, this new idea, this economic collapse that was going on. World War III, of course, uh, we see the same thing. We have an economic collapse. We have an infrastructure that needs to be had, a reset in the, in the works. Uh, uh, and so we know, and we get this feeling too, just like they did back in the 1930s and 40s, that, yes, there's a war that's going to happen. It's going to happen uh, sooner than later. And it's approaching. But one of the things, though, about trying to point out the signs, the patterns, and things of that nature is is that usually when you're talking with the general public, many of them lack a decent understanding of what goes into a war and how chess pieces are moved along the board. You know, people look back at Pearl Harbor and they say, well, you know, that was a surprise attack. We do nothing about it, whatever. No, no, no. That's not how it happened. Um, people don't analyze looming dangers. Maybe we do now, but many people don't. Many people, if it's not on CNN, if it's not on Fox News, they just ignore it completely. But when you start hearing about environmental destruction, you start hearing about scarcity, you start hearing about all these things, uh, you're, you're seeing eventually an aggressive flirtation with all-out war especially when it comes to things like World War III. Now, World War III, no one's going to put in the paper, we've, we've reached World War III. It'll be something to be analyzed by historians. See, World War I was not called World War I. It was called the Great War. And then from there, they had a second war, so they were able to call that World War I and then World War II, which was the war to end all wars. And then, of course, Korea, Vietnam, and the Middle Eastern Wars. Now, they could all be included in World War III. You never know. They could say, well, this has been a prolonged war that was the we considered world war three you know basically or culminating or at least the peak of world war three would be 9-11 right and of course the pandemic and everything else but you know you look at history and you say well when are we going to know the truth about world war three world war one was preceded by wars in north africa and southeastern europe there was weapon spending war planning all that was going on efforts to preserve the peace were launched but then the Austria-Hungary situation was handed as an excuse for attacking Serbia, and then certain Germans saw an excuse for attacking Belgium and France, and certain Brits saw an opportunity for fighting Germany, and so forth and so on and so on. So the slaughter was on, people heard about it, and it could have been prevented, but the policies of decades made it likely, regardless of the immediate trigger. So, I mean, the public had a little idea of how this all went down. World War II, of course, followed. Um, that was decades after the first war's victors causing the German people to suffer economically while building a bitter resentment of another presidential arms race. And then, of course, there was an investment in Nazis. And we were behind them, too. So was England at one time. And they were fooling everybody. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about historical factors that seem to be paralleling right now. And maybe you can put the dots together and call in. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back.
You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.